Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. It's the last day of the old year, if we need any reminding, and uh, you are looking ahead, Colin. You're looking ahead to 2009, looking at the relationship between faith, hope, and love. Yesterday you were talking about faith and quite simply we're called to follow Jesus. You're saying walking in the steps he's already prepared for us. And we we saw on Monday that we're a people of hope. That means we have our eyes on the future, that we believe what the scripture says, that faith and love spring from the hope that is stored up for us in heaven. And you see what Jesus is doing in the way in which he leads us both personally and Uh, as members of his body, the church. He is leading us towards the destiny that he has for us as his people here on earth. And whatever purpose he has for you as an individual believer will be part of his purpose for you as a member of his body, the church. There's no such thing as an independent believer who lives outside the fellowship of the church. People that live like that are actually living in self-deception because you cannot work out God's purpose for your life unless you're in relationship with other believers. His purpose can only be worked out in unity with others and where there is the unity, he will command the blessing. Now, this life of faith we have seen is, is a life of trust and dependence upon the Lord. And we saw yesterday that to live a life of faith is to follow Jesus, is to do what he puts before us to do, knowing that we are not to depend upon our own weakness, our own human resources, but we can depend upon the life and power of his spirit that lives within us his power, his life, his love, his joy, his peace, his grace, his mercy, and so on. Whatever he is, we have, because he lives within us. Paul talks about the obedience of faith. Those who are going to live by faith are going to live obediently. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, faith is a response to the initiative of God. It's not a matter of saying, I'm believing God for this, I'm believing God for that, I'm believing God to do this or for God to do that. But it's listening to what God says and responding with faithful obedience to what he says. Now, I made the point yesterday that in opening up his purpose for us, God is going to put before us things that we cannot do in our own strength. Because he calls us to live by faith, it is only by trusting him that we will be able to do the things that he wants us to do. So it's very important that every church is a faith church, a church where the people are operating together in faith. One of the titles of the church in the New Testament is the household of faith. So we are a people that have vision for what God wants. Yes, long-term vision, but also the vision of what he wants in the immediate future. 
and we know that he is prepared to work in us the faith we need to see that immediate purpose fulfilled. I said hope is for the future, faith is for today. Now, faith and grace are linked, aren't they? We are saved by faith through grace, through the grace of God. It's his grace that saves us, but in response to the faith that we put in him as Lord and Savior. So when we put our trust in God, he releases all the grace we need to be able to do his will. There are a lot of people who totally misunderstand the grace of God. They think that it doesn't matter if they sin or disobey God because God is so gracious he would just forgive. Well, actually, that has got nothing to do with the grace of God. His forgiveness is the mercy of God. Grace is to do with what God gives to us, although we deserve nothing. And you see, what God will give to us in response to our faith is whatever we need to see the will and purpose of God fulfilled in our lives. And as uh, God taught, as Jesus taught St. Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So it doesn't matter what the situation that God places before us, his grace will always match the need. But we will only lay hold of that grace through faith. One of the biggest sort of detriments, really, to seeing the purpose of God outworked in the life of the church is, is unbelief. You remember that even Jesus could not do many works in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Unbelief, if you like, prevents, hinders God from doing what he wants to do. Why? Because he has chosen to operate through faith. This is his chosen method, which is why he is the author and perfecter of our faith. And when God puts something before you and you realize, I don't have the faith to meet that challenge or that need, it's no use just trying to brazen it out and say, well, God, I believe, I believe, I really believe, oh, God, I trust you. No, the thing to do is to be honest and say, Lord, you know my heart. You can see what's going on in my mind. You know that at this moment I do not have the faith to be able to uh, go through that which you have put before me and to really believe that I will be able to do what you're asking me to do. So I ask you to forgive my unbelief, to forgive my lack of faith. And because you're the author and perfecter of my faith, I ask you to speak a word of faith to my heart, to bring me into a new place of trust so that I know that I will be able to accomplish that which you're putting before me. You see, what I'm saying is that you can never deceive God, you can't fool God. The only thing to do, therefore, is to be absolutely honest with God. And where there isn't the faith, then admit that and ask God to create in you, to author in you, or to perfect in you that faith that you need for the situation. So if our destiny is 
playing our role in context of the local body, the importance for everybody to have faith is therefore very important. Very, very important. And to see that we cut out of our lives the things that we do that do not really come out of dependence upon God. A lot of activity, even a lot of Christian activity, is just done out of a matter of tradition, out of form. They're the things we've always done because we've always done them. And actually, they're lifeless and fruitless. And, uh, you know, if the Holy Spirit doesn't fill our activity with his presence and power, it's not going to bear fruit that will last. There are a lot of people that work for God, whereas in fact what he wants is to work through us. The Holy Spirit working through us, enabling us to do the things that God wants us to do. And the responsibility lies within each of us to make sure that happens. Absolutely right. Now, because we've got to be a people of vision in this coming year, I'm sure that most of you listening to me would love me to give you the vision for the coming year. But I can't give you the vision for your life or for your church. You see, this is the whole point. We all have to depend upon the Holy Spirit. The leadership of your church needs to hear from the Holy Spirit and to receive the vision for the church for the coming year, and then to communicate the vision. The scripture says, write the vision plain. And the leadership in your church ought to be able to write down the vision for the coming year. Not the sort of plans and objectives of the church committee, but the word that has been received from God, that which he is challenging asking and is ready to inspire his people to accomplish. So that's going to be challenging. If you've heard from God, I can assure you it's going to be challenging. And there's going to be part of you that says, I don't know how we're going to live up to that. I don't know how we're going to be able to fulfill that. And this is where the dynamic of faith comes in. It's essential, therefore, that we are a people of faith, a people of dependence upon him. But Paul says the faith and love that we have spring from the hope that is set before us. You will accept the challenges of faith if you're a person of hope. You see, when it comes to the day of judgment and you have to give account of your stewardship to the Lord, you want him to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Why? Because you've taken the gifts, the spiritual gifts and the natural gifts that God has given you, and you have used them for his glory. You have taken the new life, the new life of the Spirit, Christ in you, and you have sought to appropriate all the blessings that are yours in Christ so that you can be a blessing to others. You don't want to be like the one who buried his gift, who wasted his gift, who did not produce anything, who did not do with the gifts that God had given him what the Lord intended. So as a person of hope, you want that rich heavenly reward when God says to you, well done, good and faithful servant. So that's what he wants you to be, a person full of faith, so that his plan and purpose for your life is fulfilled. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 